This time, Holy Ghost notes. You idiot. I have been screaming in your ear. Wait, what? This is the first I'm hearing of that. What are you doing, God? You have a good sense of humor. You were submerged in your own blood. Hey, this is Matt and Tim, and you're listening to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. Yes, yes. Special guest edition. It's been a little (laughs) while since we've done one of these. Cannot wait for this episode. Um, Today we have Dallas Taylor. Dallas, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, I just want... I just want to get right into uh, what I was just talking about before we started rolling here, which is I've been listening to 2002-2003 era Under Oath all morning. Uh, <laughs> I started I started Googling, like, what have I missed maybe about Dallas? Um, because I, I didn't really get to know you all that well years and years ago. Uh, so I was like, what what might I need to learn or, or know or, you, you know, basically remind myself of? And... I just relit this spark for Under Oath. Um, I've just been listening all morning. So I wanted to talk about 2002. um, I went to see Under Oath play in Pennsylvania. And I I think it was on the Changing of Times album cycle. And I wasn't too familiar with with, um, Active Depression. But I knew Cries of the Past decently well because my drumming hero was a huge death metal fan. And um, Changing the Times was just, it was a pretty big album. It had a pretty big impact on a lot of bands' um, sound for years to come. And uh, so I'm just curious, what was it like for you being in Under Oath and your time with the band? Because I just don't really know all that much about that that time of the band's career. I guess to uh, make it a long story short, um, so when I think I was like 15, I started playing bass and I tried it for a band. I was like an alternative band. Mm-hmm. And then I had a friend that was up here staying and he was from St. Pete and he was like, I want to start a band up. And so we started a band. We had a singer. It fell through. So then he's like, I wrote the lyrics. So he's like, you're going to be the singer. <laughs> so I end, I'm like, I don't want to be a singer. So I ended up doing this and we turning in, we started a band called under oath and uh, Aaron played drums at his church. So it just kind of like molded into this, uh, us really not knowing anything, you know, like doing like the little four track record or eight. I think it was a four track. All we had, uh, demos, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. and then we did a tour and, uh, at, at on that tour, we played Birmingham, which was take hold records, which ended up Chad Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, ended up turning into like to go working for tooth and nail. But, um, it kind of started from there, and then you know, I was, for us, uh, you guys haven't had this, I don't think. But like, the more the the farther we get going, guys were like, "Oh, this is kind of more serious now," and I can't, I don't want to be gone that much. Uh-huh. So that's how we kind of went through some member changes. Never uh, any really bad, I don't think. Uh, yeah, maybe one, uh, but uh, that was a long time ago. But uh, uh, water under the bridge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's like when we first started, you know, a uh, friend, he was just having some uh, problems, and, you know, and then, uh, so we got the, basically the cycle that they, that Under Oath is now, and funny to speak on that is in 2002, I had gone through, 2001, 2002, I had gone through a breakup, mm-hmm. and 
I had always had like OCD, mild depression, and I was a wreck. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I was a little older than all the other guys. You know, I think Aaron was 14 when we did. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, active depression. Uh, so, and I, I was only 17. So we were all like, you know, but so when I went through this breakup, I just vocalized everything. I'm the I'm the kind of kid I used to tattletale on myself when I was a kid at home, you know. Like, <laughs> so I drug all these guys through my problems, you know. Yeah. And so it's funny. That's funny. I said that, uh, and it just got to the point where the guys were like, you know, you're not staying. Either you pick and this or you know that. And I so I was like, I you know I guess I'm I'll I'll pick that. And I am so. Uh, I'm so, so happy for those guys as as well as they've done uh and yeah I love all those guys they're uh they're good friends and um Spencer uh is amazing uh, he's, to me he's a lot better than I ever was so uh <laughs> at that and then it was funny cuz I was always they would always joke about me like being like a red, redneck even though Florida people don't think it central Florida is like way more country than like <laughs> Even when I lived in Alabama. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so uh, when we started, like, mess around Maylene, it was like, they're like, oh, that actually feels like what you should have been doing. Because, like, uh -huh. I tried to, like, when and under oath, like, I tried to, I was, a lot of the guys lived in Tampa, St. Pete, so I was really trying to lose the uh, Central Florida uh, back, what, you know, because I lived, it was a dirt road till I think I was 10 out here, so. Uh, wow. That's and awesome. This is the same house I was born in. Uh, so it's pretty funny. It's pretty wow. That's, that is incredible. I See, that's the backstory I was looking for. Thanks for answering <laughs> the question so well. I, I, I really, um, I, I, I agree with you 100%, except for the point you just made about, um, about uh, Spencer being better than you or, or something to that effect. Because I, I, I actually think that your sound on that era of under oath's career was 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 the perfect like it's pivotal it it had like this um it was it, it it wasn't raspy like zeo but it had a sound to it that was like this is perfect yeah. this is what this sound needs mm -hmm. and then spencer's obviously unbelievable at what he does and carried the band yes. and you know i've i have a ton of respect for both you guys but i i think that your time in the band it it made sense to me and really yeah, helped yeah. you know obviously launch their you know their career um i i just it love is. hearing like where you came from with this because aaron was 14 like yeah and uh okay i think it's coming on you know a year and a half ago so um our other original guitar player which gosh one of my best friends before he passed away a year and a half ago but uh he was the one on active depression and then on cries of the past he was super into metal and so that's where we got going on that yep and when he left the band we were like i don't know you know what are we gonna do and that's when tim tim came in so okay. we kind of started that's when the sound kind of switched you know because uh tim wasn't like this you know like after uh under oath, Corey went on to start a power metal band. Mm -hmm. You know, he would have like the fan blowing him with his hair and like <laughs> loved it. You know, yes. but uh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> tour, he would listen to every Dream Theater album on repeat, and we'd be like, "Oh my god!" One time, he left like some high top Reeboks in this one motel. And we always thought they were so bad, and we left them like, "Gosh, 
thank you. And he's like, no, we got to turn around and get him. So like Corey was like power metal thrash, like amazing. Like one of the, one of the greatest guys I've ever known. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of how that all, uh, switched where we kind of went from that to the changing of times. And, uh, Uh and I had always, I never wanted to be a vocalist really. So I screamed, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And then when we started doing the changing times more, I was like, I had a few times where like, uh, one of our, you know, producer was like, uh, you know, they focus so much more on the singing and and not on the screaming. So I was like, ah, just, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I wasn't confident. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and really, my accident is really – it took that long for me to learn confidence and self-love uh, through all that. I was always, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thought of myself as lower. You know, I, was, I, I would tell everyone, I'm a bass player, and I wasn't even that good of a bass player. I'm like, I'm a bass player that wrote lyrics that does vocals for a band now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in that, I was cutting myself short because – we can't really be the best of our abilities if we're like, I'm not what I'm doing. And then we're already, mm, yeah, you know, putting almost like, you know, power of words. We're already putting that negativity on us. So, mm. yeah, I, that's a great point. That, so this is bringing something back to me. I, I was watching, um, I think a Furnace Fest release about Maylene, and I saw, I think it was a promo picture of you with an eye patch. And I, it's been years and years and years. And, um, I, I don't want to, hit this too heavily but i went to your your instagram oh, you, you can go on everything I, nothing's heavy to me so okay. so so i went or to your whatever, instagram even, or whatever yeah yeah i went to your instagram and i just started going down and and i just wanted to see what your life's been like the last i don't know 10 years and something grabbed me when i was watching your videos specifically you talking to the camera after your accident um once i had put two and two together that you were in a serious ATV accident, you you suffered a severe brain injury um, and trauma to your to an artery. Is is that yeah, right? Yeah, my carotid artery is fully blocked, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a lot, two trauma strokes. I shouldn't be alive. There's like, it's not a you know. Some people say, oh, it was just no. I shouldn't. There's there's on paper, was I still I should even be at an infant stage at right. most. So yes. yeah, right. So I'm watching this. With that in mind, and I'm watching you talk, and I'm hearing someone who is saying words that don't align with someone who um, has experienced this kind of setback. And, and what I mean isn't just like the physical ramifications, but who you are as a person, what's coming out of your your heart. And and, and it really grabbed me. I, I, I think I was in the back of the bus. I was on our last tour, uh, and I went into the front lounge, and I, I asked, I think, my guitar tech, Kevin, and drum tech in front of house guy like do you guys know anything about dallas and yeah you know a little bit here and there and we just started watching some of your videos and i just remember sitting up late at night being like man um this this guy's glad to be alive and feels like it's not a coincidence but beyond that it's it's a testament to i believe god's goodness and obviously that you're a fighter and you don't give up and um I just want to talk about that because on this podcast in particular, um, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard us talk a lot about pain and suffering and setbacks and what do you do with all of that? Why? What's the point of it all? And, and yet we've had people like Andrew Tkachik, I think I got his name mm-hmm. right, from The Ghost Inside, um, who 
talked a lot about what is it like to go through something and feel the pain and the suffering of it and then come out on the other side like this is not going to stop me and now i actually feel like i have a new life in front of me so i just want to talk about this a little bit because it, it really inspired me dallas it, it was incredible mm-hmm. yeah me too my my story and my situations really even crazy to me so before and i haven't talked on this a bunch but before my accident i had gotten to the point where i was like i was over wanting to do music like like i try to start doing some acting and that's the worst if you're struggling with depression because you're to, you're told no all the time you know and by like these people like staring at you you know like when you're doing live audition and it's like so it's the worst for your like self-esteem so before my accident, I remember even telling my mom, I was like, I got to the point, I was like, either God hates me or I don't even know if there is a God. I mean, I was that mm. bad. Mm. And in this, uh, which is not my bedroom, this living room, I was down visiting and I was even arguing with my mom about that. And my family had said, this is not me. I, they knew I probably wouldn't have made it throughout through the year. I would have probably taken my I had just, and I didn't realize that, but I had set up everything. Like I packed all my stuff in the storage unit. I had uh, taken out a bigger life insurance policy. Like, and I didn't realize it, but like I was just waiting for the one thing to let me go. And I hated myself because I didn't have the courage to even take my life. So Mm. I was just down visiting and, um, and my parents, they got a four-wheeler, and I grew up on dirt bikes, everything. And I was riding. I went to hit the brake, hit the gas, hit a metal sign. My face hit it, uh, and it landed on my head. And a girl, no, out of nowhere, and I, I don't have filters, so if I get a little emotional, I, but I come back out. But, like, uh, she was riding a bicycle, and uh, she found me, which is, like, a cabin right by my parents' house. And uh, she called the... Uh, paramedic and she's like i found a dead body and um and when they got there uh i should have i months later or you know long months one of the paramedics saw me when i was out with my mom and he was like i read he's like i don't know how you didn't drown he's like you were in your face was on the ground and you were submerged over your head in your own blood and uh if they would have got there any seconds longer i would have even I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Even that she found me in the time that she did. Um, and then, uh, I even remember one of my trauma doctors, he was like, I've never talked to someone with your kind of injuries, either they're, they passed away or they're, um, you know, my neurologist or they're like a two year old, they can't talk. And he's like, you're a lone wolf. I'm sorry. You know, cause I was asking him like, how can I get better or whatever? But, um, when that happened, it was like, when you have a major accident, there's like loud ringing. I still have it in my ear all the time. You know, like when you ever see a movie and there's like a, that's cause that's a real thing. So like, I still have that right now. But when that happened, it was like, well, I don't remember my accident. I relived a little bit of it. Uh, eight months later, I woke up reliving it. And so, but, um, when I woke up, uh, from, you know, um, being, you know, I guess whatever, whatever, um, And it was like the clearest thing of like God going, you, and I, 
I think God has the best sense of humor. It was like, it was almost like one of my friends going, you idiot. I've been screaming in your ear for all these years and you've not been listening. And like, and so I even thought like, I always thought like the third eye was like some hippie dippy stuff. Cause my brother was like a hippie and like, I didn't get, and then I, after my accident, I realized our third eyes are eye to God. And we have like, to me, this is my own personal, like breakups, divorce, losing a job, whatever, you know, you didn't get a, a role in a movie or, you know, the label did this, whatever. This puts sheets over our eye to God. And it's not that God's not speaking to us. It's that we're not, we can't listen anymore because we have so much other stuff blocking it. And my accent ripped that off. And it still is. It's like, I have the most clearest sight to God. And I'm so thankful, even though I've lost everything, you know, it's like, I always say, you know, like I see more now than I've ever seen in my entire life. And, uh, um, and my accent was a gift. Like I'm thankful for, I don't wish that on anybody. Cause like Mm -hmm. I'm even still every day, even this morning was like, it's a, I wake up in the worst pain. I'm, I'm hopefully going to get a back surgery soon to help. I have like really severe arthritis that we just found, uh, about a month ago mm-hmm. in my back. We always thought it was the brain injury, but, um, so every day is a battle, but I am thankful that I don't think about, um, my life as, uh, as me thinking, and, and I, I'm OCD, so I'm always trying to fix everything and do everything right. It's like, and you know, a lot of people say, "Well, like, do you know, just give it to God," and that is true. Mm-hmm. But with that, it's like it really is the coming down to faith because, like, uh, I used to always before my accident, I'm like, I'm giving it to God, nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't have faith, you know, like I was mm-hmm. like, I'm giving it to Him, but. I don't think this is going to work out or I don't think this is going to happen or maybe this. And it's like, now, once you've lost everything, I'm like, that's all I got. I don't, you know, it's like mm-hmm. everything is up from here. And, uh, and it's crazy. Cause after my accident, I've gone through more hurt than I've ever could go through with different things in my life. Um, my mom passed away. We're coming up on a year on Saturday. Um, and she was always in the next room because this is my parents' house. I, I'm still recovering here. But um, she was always in the next room right there. So when she passed, and it's like, I even see that all different where I'm like, I even, you know, I'm like, Mom, you know, she's she's up there, you know, like still being a prayer warrior and, and like, you know, cheering <laughs> yeah. me on. And like, I have this weird thing where I feel like, you know, like uh, people even that pass, it's not as dark as I used to think of people that I know that are searching for the truth and, and, and are, you know, have a relationship with God. It's uh when we die, that's a lot. That's also a thing with faith. We're so afraid of what's going to happen after we're dead. Mm-hmm. And are we really going, you know, that's a fear in everyone's mm-hmm. mind. Like, what do we do? And it's like, I'm like, it's so peaceful now that like I have, or I'm like, nah, I know like when I'm, when I go this next time, everybody should be having a celebration because I know it was then my time to go, you know, mm-hmm. and we have all our own, like to me, you know, free will. Well, like if I put a gun to my head right now, you know, that's, you know, like we have to still mm-hmm. strive to be better people and strive to be, to, to, to walk with God and listen to, you know, God and, and, 
be in a relationship. You know, uh, if we don't talk to God, he can't talk, to, you know, he can't talk to us. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I talk like, even like, you know, I always thought like I have to get on my knees and pray and, you know, like no sound and I have to just sit and concentrate, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and there is a thing to concentration. Like if you really are in major prayer, like, things will happen where you're like whoa like you'll just think you know can move you know like we're like uh because right. we have that faith but you know i talked to you know i i i talked i'm like hey dad you know like how mm-hmm. you know like i remember when i was first learning to drive again i was i can't produce tears anymore but i was crying and i was like like you know when you're a kid and you do things and you want your parents to look at you i was like dad i'm driving can you see i'm driving mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I talked a little bit long on that, but yeah, it's uh, and I don't wish what happened to me on anybody, mm-hmm. but it took that for me to see how real it is, and I know why I survived my accident was to let people know like you're not alone, and we're all in this, and a lot of my friends don't even you know believe it or close at me, but like after my accident and things like with me even being able to try to do music again, they're just like, ah, it's, this is too creepy. You know, it's like almost goosebumps. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about it. You know, it's just, there has to be something, I guess, man. I don't know. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you, the red, you're the dumb redneck, you know, like, uh, <laughs> he couldn't have thought of all this, you know, like, uh, so, uh, but I think we, uh, we start, viewing God through how he with people when people let us down and things let us down we think that's God Hmm. and that's where we start getting when you know people that I know like you know like when I was younger everyone that was in a Christian band almost a lot of them now are all atheists you know and it's like because they started seeing I don't know it's like God is not the person to let you down or the situation to let you down it's so more vast and extreme you know uh mm-hmm. and i mean god is so massive like we can't even think of it in our human brain that's why there's so many different types of different christianity like, i mean like there's like how many hundreds of just christianity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then like you have from even all the other religions to even self-help speakers to yoga mm-hmm. to all it's all of them that know that there's something but they're trying to understand in their human brain mm-hmm. and they're making their own ver- whatever you know and it's like uh mm-hmm. and uh, so that's Dallas. a whole other long topic but you know like i it's like yeah there is a god this is this stuff's real we're not uh this is not just um we don't just uh we're not on this planet alone and we don't just turn to dirt when we die maybe mm-hmm. our bodies but we have a soul that is way more beautiful and powerful than than our bodies that are decaying every day once once the moment we're born you know it's like we're growing to mm-hmm. that's right amen sorry i talked a lot i no, got one doing... track thinking too so. <laughs> now i got a question for you so uh, about six years ago i went through something um that was at that point the most challenging thing in my life and there was a location where hurt happened, not 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 physical hurt like your accident, but um, something happened that I wasn't able to forget. I guess you could consider it trauma. And for years, hurt, I had to too. keep, yeah, I had to keep going. No matter back. physical art, yeah, 
Yeah, I did keep keep going back through this this same place, and every time I was there, <clears throat> in the location that this happened, I would just run as fast as I could. Like I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to face it. I didn't want to think about it. And um, two years ago, I was going through this again, and I walked through this spot, and I felt like I felt like God was saying, or just kind of putting on my heart, go back and face it. Stand there and just be there and confront this thing that's in your past that still has a hold on you still you know still hurts you and so I um I did that and I found it really helped me as uncomfortable as it was just to sit there and and face it um and I'm just curious in your case so you said you're back at your parents you're working on healing up and everything have you gone back to the to the spot to the location where you had the accident and and what has that been like for you Oh yeah, it's it's actually like I could throw. Uh, well, if I was a really good thrower, I could throw a rock from there. But uh, <laughs> uh, maybe when I was younger. But um, it was that close. But when I first did, I was like crying so bad. But it was. Um, and then like for the longest time, and I've still never met the girl that saw me. And I think you know if we've ever seen an animal oh, wow. dying on the side of the road, how much it traumatized. She's just too fearful to even meet me because it messed her up so much um and but uh wow it was hard and you said about you know like one thing i've learned i mean i know now too is like when you say oh it's not like the same hurt like hurts hurt Mm -hmm. even if it's physical or we all that same feeling you know our broken heart is a broken heart no matter if it's being let down from Mm -hmm. a job to you know a mayor whatever and it's like Mm -hmm. uh it, uh, but yeah, it's, it's facing it and, um, and it, gosh, life is a, is a scary thing for us as humans. And that's where God comes in because like, even like I'm supposed to be playing, uh, well, I'm going to be playing, um, my first uh, shows back since my accident and I think every day I'm like how is this gonna happen I mean I still know I have pain I overheat and all this and it's like that nervous like anxiety and it's like it's just we it's it's a point where it's almost like we just have to like it gets almost like where the anxiety gets so much where we just uh um just like go you know and there's a uh, oh I'm gonna botch this uh is it uh or no, not Wells, but it, there's a saying that says like, um, uh, I've, I'm, I've been to the dogs, you know, or I'm, basically I can't, I, I would botch that my brain. I forget things, but it's basically saying like, when you're at your lowest, lowest, like he was at his lowest and he's like, it's kind of a beautiful thing. Cause I'm still alive and I survived it. And it's like, even with that situation, like when we go through our hardest things, if we just, let that in and go you know like and we learn to accept like i'm still here i'm gonna make it you know i can make it through this and it's the scariest thing Mm -hmm. uh it's it's the same nerves as if you're going for a job interview and you're playing a show you know it's uh and i tell that to like uh you know like uh, my nieces and nephews uh live with here too but it's like that those feelings that where you get so scared and you want to back out or you things you don't want to face. It's like, those are the same feelings that anywhere from like, I don't know, 
Walt Disney to whatever, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but they keep power through them. But, you know, us as b- believers, it's a different thing, but it's like, you know, uh, well, I guess Charles Spurgeon, who is, I love is, you know, uh, is a great, I mean, like he struggled with depression his whole life where his wife would have to, um, tell him to get out of the bed and go mm-hmm. preach. And really? Wow. Yeah. Like, uh, if I'm getting right, Charles Spurgeon, yeah, from the 1800s or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. He and so he wrote on that a bunch, but he would just keep doing it. And like when, like you were saying, like when we face our biggest fears or whatever, a lot of times those turn into our biggest ministries or our biggest um, things we can help people with. Because um, I wouldn't know what how to comfort a person with a brain injury really. But now I know how, you know, like, so like the things we go through that are the hardest are the things that we can relate in to someone else and be like, hey, you're not alone, but here's how I made it through or here's how I, but we have to face, if we don't face those problems, we can never be able to do that. You know, Hmm. if not, we'll still be stuck in that. Not, you know, we can't, we can't help, help one another if we're still, uh, RBU, you know, be a, be a, a light if we're still stuck in facing our biggest hurts or fears or whatever. Amen. And it's Amen. hard. I mean, it's it's Amen. a daily it's a daily thing. It's not. It isn't like it's just a switch and it's like, oh, I'm good now. No, it's a daily struggle. You know, that I'm not gonna lie. There are days I wake up where I'm like, this. Is this, is this really like how I'm going to live the rest of my life? Like this is miserable, you know? And then, uh, and, uh, and then I go, you know, I'm a human. I get over with my brain injury. I get over things quick. Uh, cause my short term memory loss, so I forget even, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, we you do have a good go sense of humor, through. Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, we, we're all so, you know, just, Everyone goes through the same stuff in different scenarios. That time, you know, it's uh, it's just being real and uh, and facing, like you said, you know. And when we do that, and we let God help us walk through that, we then can even help others. Because, like, hey, here's if if you know come across someone else that went through something, like, hey, here's how I went through it, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Absolutely, that's good stuff. I don't produce uh, saliva, so sorry if I'm drinking nice. a lot. That's fun uh, brain injury. Good, man. Oh, really? That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I can't. I can't feel this side of my face, um, okay. but I can see out of this eye. Okay. I can feel this side of my face, but I can't see out of this eye. Uh, so I don't produce tears anymore either. So when I when I know when my eyes dry, when this eye feels dry, and even like it's not gone, but it's weird. Like if you're shooting a gun or anything, I, I saw like something like you grew up on a uh, farm, I could tell or something like that. So like like when you're shooting a gun, you close your other eye to make your dominant eye see better. Right. Well, some reason my brain thinks like when it's lights, like when it's dark, I'm fine, but this eye will squint. And to try to make this, I see better. But if I put a patch over it, it just naturally relaxes. It's hmm. it's so weird how I'm still trying to train it, and it's getting better. But uh, mm-hmm. that and uh, 
and I don't. Why well, I wear glasses a lot? Because I almost knock my out all the time running into stuff. Because uh, depth perception and whatever. But oh my uh, goodness. yeah, but I need to always kind of have it covered because when I uh, when you walk into someone and looking like I do, they if they don't know that I'm blind, they're like you. You know, like, I've had people even almost want to fight me. I'm like, hey, I didn't see you. I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I didn't mean to. And shoulder checking, you know. Right. So I don't even know how I go. Your your first um so your first show back's coming up and, and while you were talking I was thinking, all right, Dallas, if I came to see you play and I knew even a little bit of your backstory, which I feel like I fit into that category prior to this conversation, I would already see you as someone who has how do I this um your performance on stage didn't start the second you picked up the mic i would i i i would also bake into the cake the fact that you have been through so much and just the fact that you're walking onto the stage and you're picking up the mic is like the encore of the performance like the performance itself is the fact that your heart and your life speaks for itself and I would just be so stoked to be standing there seeing you play with a band that I grew up listening to, mm-hmm. knowing how much this probably hurts you in real time, like physically and how much you're going yeah. through emotionally and mentally. And uh, I have to remind myself of that a lot. Like Tim and I talk about how the easiest part of my job is talking to our fans after the show. But in their mind, for some reason, they think that's a lot harder or more of a task than playing drums for the show which is completely inverted like playing drums for yeah. ABRs the hardest thing i've ever done once that's oh, yeah. over well, it's you, like you, you don't pick the easiest stuff to play either, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <you never. laughs> i'll take that as a compliment you had aaron gillespie yeah, as your drummer that, he's, that's he's a, a major shredder. compliment yes yeah thank you no, i really appreciate yeah. that so do you see what I'm saying? How how people perceive things differently than we do as performers. And and fans think, oh my gosh, he's talking to me, shaking my hand, he's taking a picture with me. Of course I am. That's 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 easy. Like I want to do this. The playing drums part, I want to do that too, but it's so hard compared to this other thing. And it's funny that you said on that because like I know like there's people like cause uh you know, we're playing the show and then we play uh a fest called Furnace Fest. And oh, yeah. I would be dumb to think there's a lot of people going, I wonder if this guy, what kind of like a uh, hat job, you know, like is it good? even even a lot of the bands that are getting better. I've heard people like, are they going to come out looking like all old and can't do this stuff? So I know there's people going, you know, like, are, are you going to be good or way worse or whatever? And that's even like you, like, is he going to pull this all off on drum or is he going to botch the mm-hmm. parts or, you know, like. It's like under a microscope, and uh, I know. And then, <laughs> yes, but then getting to talk to people—that's where, like, yeah, I'll talk forever because, yeah, you're right. Uh, but there's like this thing that I don't—it's the craziest thing where it's like, even if you have the worst anxiety, when it's time to go, it's like muscle memory and just this something takes it over. You're like, you—it's not even like you're not even thinking that mm-hmm. the show. You're like, I did that. Well, okay, all right. Um, I don't even remember. Sometimes I don't even, before, you know, I wouldn't even remember sometimes playing really. It would go by so fast. It seemed like it would be like a drink. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And by the t- uh, yeah, and by the way, Tim Tim has played in bands too, so we can all kind of relate in yeah. this sense. Um, awesome. If you're listening to I this, I you do something because you have all the uh, the uh, sound stuff, the, uh, uh, yeah. the noise stuff. I'm like, yeah, he's he's Tim's, the real deal of something. Tim's the real deal. I get a he's got the real studio. <laughs> So if you're listening to this and and you're thinking, well, what is it really like to be on stage and be doing this? I I think the closest comparison would be pick something that you love doing and you do often Mm -hmm. and think about what it's like to be doing that thing. And 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 just you you get to the end of it and you're like, "I, I don't even remember like you know, practicing my golf swing. Like it just, it just happened and I enjoyed it and it took an hour and it felt like five seconds. It's, it's a little bit like that, except as a performer on stage, there's a lot of people watching you. (laughs) And so you look back and you're like, was a, how did it look? And then you can actually look online and you can see what people, you know, took, took video of or picture of Like, and I think that's a really cool part because you can be like, that's how it looks. I have no idea what it like. Yeah. I I don't even remember it, but that's that's incredible. Like uh, we look like we're having ever, fun. Yeah, and I don't know if you ever went through, but the there are the times where it doesn't go like you wanted to go, and it's like that used to be like it would like almost like put me like in this like weird like after oh, yeah. I would have like a bad set. Then I I remember one time I just forgot, and that's what's even like. With my memory loss, like when I have like a PTSD attack or something like that, like I can't remember rhythms, mm. words, anything. So it's like any of this stuff could happen. So like, and I remember the times before I I've had weird instances. So I'm like, oh, I don't am I, am I gonna be okay or whatever? And it's like, or am I gonna overheat? Like, do I need ice helmets or what? You know, is it gonna be okay? You know, but again, there's this crazy feeling i have where i'm like and i have a good friend uh my friend uh ryan raphael he he almost passed away from covid last year and uh Mm -hmm. and he came out of it and like you know he's always like you know uh we didn't come this far to come this far and it's like where i know like god would not have set me up to do all this for me just to be a dud i i have to put the work in you know just mm-hmm. like you you know you you're like okay i'm supposed to play drums but if you don't practice it's gonna be you know and even me like there's things where i know like i'll get by and it's gonna ha- you know it's gonna be a be you know I'm, i don't have that fear of that or i think before my action i used to uh I rely on myself too much when I would get nervous. Like I can, I'm going to have an okay show. Sure, I'm going to do whatever. And you know, this now I'm like, God would not have had all these things set up that I could never have. I don't even know how I'm even doing music again, much less, you know, like, and getting around. So it's like, I wouldn't have all that happen if I'm just going to get up there. And, uh, and if I did, pass out and hit my head on the stage it would make it more of a i guess it would make it more show too but i'm i don't think that's gonna happen yeah. you know i think it's gonna All be right. uh the opposite uh i'm so glad yeah, you're doing this yeah man i i think yeah. it's the coolest thing in the world and it's the same thing with andrew from the ghost inside like him getting back on tour and we heard a little bit about how his dad um tim what was it his dad helped design a prosthetic that hooked into his his kick drum pedal right yeah yep I've looked up something because, like, after my, you know, I saw and I've, I've, I've looked into those guys and, like, yeah, they've been through so much. Uh, oh my word! 
Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I love that they're they're back at it. I, I think I think um, yeah. and I, I I saw some footage from their first show back, and you know just the amount of support that they had and how excited and like, I wish I was there just to experience like the atmosphere. And I I have a feeling it's going to be very similar for you Absolutely. at Furnace Fest. Like just the it's I think it's going to be more of an overwhelming sense of just excitement and support and like like. You you did it, you 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 survived. Yeah. You're here. This like look at it. Like it's just spectacular to me. So for for people mm-hmm. listening, there's some backstory here. Uh, we started uh, talking to Dallas a few days ago, and this is pretty much what the last day that we could possibly record this episode, right? Because after this, you're yeah, you're you're out of here. <laughs> and then what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Getting getting all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh yeah I'm excited but it's weird like I so with my memory losses like I don't remember ever playing a show like mm-hmm. right now like, I I don't know what it's like to play a show so this is almost going to be like the first hmm. show I've ever wow. played I really I can't I can't, I remember the weirdest things like I'll remember like hey you ate you ate this in that city with one of the guys you know I was on road and like but I don't remember doing a show really um. Wow. Yeah, it's it's wild. So it's gonna be like my uh uh first show. But um I uh, I'm more excited even not even about thinking about really playing the show, but more of just the presence of like God of just like people feeling like dude, this is like I, I and I'm praying and I hope I want it to be where people are like I didn't know I was gonna be I didn't I didn't sign up for this I didn't know I was gonna have an emotion stuff you know going mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to watch a band you know whatever like mm-hmm. and uh, and that's what I'm hoping and praying for is just that people like can feel like you know how real God is and how much they are loved and. And, and that there is a God that loves them so much, no matter what they're going through. Uh, mm-hmm. Because uh, it's getting the, and I guess people have said this all through years, but it's getting darker and darker. It seems, you know, where people, or it's, uh, it's, 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 it's scarier every time. You know, like for I, I, I feel for any kids coming up. You know, with how mm-hmm. much. You know, it's like before you know like i remember when i was younger it's like i would just try to like talk to someone about jesus and and that would be hard now you just have to talk to someone and, and first even let them feel if there if there's a higher power and that's where you have to start out i mean mm-hmm. to even go far than the jesus thing is like mm-hmm. way far you know so it's mm-hmm. like but uh that's what i'm praying and i'm a hoping for and i know it's like that it'll be one of these things like when you feel like i remember you know it's like you can't deny that and it's it's uncomfortable it's amazing but it's for people that aren't used to it, it's uncomfortable but that's what i uh uh am praying for and it's my friend Corey that passed away we had talked about maybe even doing a reunion at the uh, under oath playing a few songs years ago when furnace fest wasn't come back and so me and him had talked about being there together and I was always supposed to be there with him, you know, now me going with Maylene, but it's like, he he's going to be there, you know, and, uh, uh and he's, and he's going to be, uh, 
and my mom, you know, and it's going to be cheering me on. So it's like that talks we had, it's like, it's still, you know, it's like, it's weird. It's like, it's still there, you know? And it's, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh, I think I we've hope that people can see, uh, or feel mm-hmm. a little bit of how real, what I feel inside uh, myself that how real, um, that, uh, that there's a war that wages over us and there is a good and there is a, there is a God mm-hmm. and there's an enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm standing with you on that. Yeah. And I agree with you, Tim. I think it's, it's going to be a celebration and it's going to be a church service and it's going to be uh, a party, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's going to be a performance. It's going to be all these things in one. I just keep thinking of something we talk about a lot on here, Tim, which is like, for some reason, life is hard, and and there are no favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not like I thought it was when I was a kid, which is like if you pray really hard and you believe God and you know the Bible, uh, life will go pretty well for you. It's like, huh? Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? Like, I guess we have to define go pretty well for you because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean— uh, life is not, it's not easy. And I was taken back by the fact that things go bad more than I was by the things, by the fact that things are bad. Yeah. It's like, I was surprised that things are going horribly and that hurt more than the thing that actually happened. Yeah. And so I think and then we think if we pray harder, it's going to go better. And then when it <laughs> doesn't, we start going What's this? What's, What's what are you doing, on? God? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. I mean, Wait, once I get no. saved, once I say this prayer, I uh life isn't <laughs> easy all of a sudden. That's <laughs> Christmas, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's uh that's what I I see your life as being someone who is willing to face something that a lot of people, by the way, would have a hard time facing and getting up from. That's right. And yeah. and on the other side of it saying God, I still bless you. It makes me think of a song by Maverick City Worship, uh, Ma- Maverick City Music, um, who they have a song called Promises. And there's a female vocalist named Naomi Rain who sings in the bridge of this song, phenomenal section, where she's singing this, this um, I would almost call it a chorus line in the bridge. And she's saying, I still bless you. And she hands off this line to the choir, to the mm. chorus, and she starts saying, even though this happens, even though this happens, even though this happens, and now they're saying, I still bless you. And you listen to this song, and if you've ever been through anything hard at all, you hear this and you think, if I can be that kind of person that still does this in the midst of pain and suffering, I feel like I can be... I can bring God glory and I can really love other people. And I really see that in you. And I think that your time with the band is, is really only beginning in some ways, just like it's your first show back in a way. It's like, like dude, God's going to use you fresh start. He's going to use you big time because of what you've been through, not in spite of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and people like, I like that you say that because especially in today's times, People need a real to know like, hey, there is a there is a God that loves you, but this life is hard. I mean, it sucks a lot of times. And like it's not gonna go what the way we thought. And that's like how that's how I used to think before my accident. And that's why I started thinking, well, 
God either hates me or I, I guess there's not a God because it wasn't like everything that I, you know, and, and then I prayed more and I didn't have, and it's like now it's like I see it all where I'm like, I mean, that, that having like the innocence of a child, it really is like, we, we just overthink stuff too much and where God just like, and that's why I see it. I feel like God has the best sense of humor. They just like, shut up you know like hey hey buddy like listen up you know like let me quit quit trying to do this you're messing up but uh yeah i uh, i like that you said i uh i've had some weird when that's a whole other topic but uh like things where god's done and i'm like people would think i'm crazy if all this but one of it was uh there's a song that uh, moby redid but it was like why does my heart feel so sad? Uh, and then it's like, and it's just like this song, I forget which song remix. But then like when I had this weird experience, I went and researched it and he had actually taken it. And it's from a cl- clip of an old gospel choir. And it actually was, why does my heart feel so, so glad? Uh, so it's crazy how I got, it, it was like this weird thing I had where there was like, where it was the exact same thing you're talking about, where it was like God was speaking to me and it was like, "Hey, I'm through the through. I'm I'm with you through all this, you know." And it was like, mm. uh, for me in that moment when I was going through all that, uh, it was God was just like, "Hey, it's everything goes bad or whatever. I'm I'm there, you know. Like yeah. uh, we're born into a. Uh, it's not why the." bad things happen to good people it's like why did good things happen to bad people we're all, we're all born into like a horrible hmm. time we're born like some simple crazy world you know and it's like everything that happens past that is almost a blessing hmm. you know it's like, yeah uh, hmm. and, uh, and i don't know you know that's why i say like i, I the more i use the max and i know less than i've ever known uh, as far as God and everything, but like I don't know why I survived and my friend Corey passed away. You know, um, but I do know that uh, that when things happen, like you know, like it's like just not try to figure, but let God. You know, I was like, like I had, I I used to have um, survivor's guilt a lot. You know, where mm. I was like. Uh, why did they do it? I, I was, they had a better life. Why did I survive? You know, and all that. And it's like, and you know, I, we just have to come to a place, you know, where it's like, I, uh, I survived because God has a little bit more talking to do through me. And, uh, and that's why, you know, I'm here and, um, mm-hmm. and you know, that's, that's my purpose. You know, it's like, uh, that's why I always keep going late, even though they're not alone. And we're all in this. And my, even my friend, we my friend Ryan, that almost passed. Like we always talk about that, you know. Like, sometimes the survivor's guilt, or like, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. why our blessings happen, or why am I doing it and someone else is, and and, uh, and it's all where our hearts at. And I, I get to blabbing, but uh, one thing <laughs> that when I first came out, uh, they used to call me, and my hand was strapped to a, a bed. Uh, I had a trach. I couldn't see. Um, I crushed all the bones in this ear. I had the four-wheeler gear went all the way down, ripped this ear, all the canal. So I couldn't see here 
talk. And so when I first came to, I thought I was at the hands of a serial killer. Really, in my brain, I thought I was in a dungeon. And then when I finally started coming to, I realized, you know, my family said, you've been in an accident. And uh, and my hand was still strapped to a bed because I crushed, like, this arm was like, I got metal on it. Uh, so they called me the heart guy. I would do this to every nurse or anybody that came in. And uh, when I got moved to, like, when they're trying to get you out of the hospital and teach you to walk and stuff, one day I was with a guy who uh, – had been on a motorcycle and he had same kind of thing, but he had flew and hit a tree and his whole face was cut up, but he had lost the same eye, a lot of the same situations. And I remember me and him are trying to, I don't even point cart, point towards things in the right, you know, basic things. And he was just like, I hate my life. I just want to die. And this was right from accident. And in my heart, I was just like, I am so, I got, I, 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 I'm so thankful to God. And I realized how, like you were saying, a lot of people, when they go through things, they don't want to see the, the, the beautiful side of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, you can call me where, but I believe everything happens for mm-hmm. a reason and we're always in the right place at the right time. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I, people think I'm a little wild, but I'm like, my, my accident was a gift and, you know, uh, and even when I go through bad, even when we go through bad things and I like mess up, like I get angry or I'm like, man, this, I'm just not getting any better. It's like, I learned a lesson through that. You know, it's like, I always, so I'm always when you feel it's like, we're always in the right place at the right time and everything, uh, there's, there's a reason to everything. Mm-hmm. I think, um, if I can add to that, I, I think you're, I think you're onto something that I've been thinking about, um. I have a very close friend who's going through, they're currently separated, but it, it's looking like, it's not looking great. And I was talking to him about it and I said, it's the worst. I've been to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I said to him, I said, I just had this thought. I don't know where it came from, but what if this, what if her leaving is a better situation than what, than what might've happened five years down the road? Like, in other words, what if this saved you from something worse? No, you're right. And uh, and I've had some other instances that have happened since my accident that have been, like, crazy. Like, I, I can't even talk about. But uh, I'm seeing God through it all, you know? And it's like, I know it's God going. It's almost like when we get to a level where we've lost our thing, losing it was saving. And like uh, my friend Corey, his wife, uh, had said a point, or I think she had, or someone said, like, someone said a thing that people that pass on, it was God, a lot of, like my mom, my friend Corey, was taking them before something that would have been really, or something like that. And that, I know that sounds, you know, like dark, or what, you know, like my nephew was handicapped and. Couldn't walk or talk his whole life, and he died when he was uh, ten, I think. Um, but it like mm-hmm. was a, he, he's the closest thing to God I've ever seen. But I always would be like, I didn't understand like why he would be. But mm-hmm. through his life, he touched, and he still is, you know. But so it's, it's like in the worst scenarios, yeah, God comes through the strongest if 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 we if we look at it that way, I don't know if we let. 
ourselves see God that way. So even with this situation, like if if our eyes are just like on God, it it will be even how crazy the journey is, it's always we're going the right place. Even as crazy as my whole situation. I mean like mm-hmm. a year ago if you would have looked at me and I was in a I spent ninety five percent of my time in a bed, you would have mm-hmm. thought, This dude poor this guy's life is miserable you know mm-hmm. and it's like and uh and now it's turned around where i'm like i mean i knew it deep inside but there would be times where i'd have this fear like am i always going to be in this bed you know i'm like and then even after my mom passed i'm like i thought i'd be even a little bit because she would help me do everything like pay bills or whatever right she was gone. I'm like now i don't have it because my dad's like working on t- you know and so it's like uh but it's God, yeah, it's all, it's weird. It's uh, it's just how awesome God does work even in the worst scenarios. And hmm. and I'm the most living proof of that, of someone that should have said, like, this is horrible. This is, this is you know, like, uh, there's no coming back from this or whatever and giving up. But mm-hmm. I'm seeing God going, like, you know that you know like this is a part of your story mm. this is not a, this is a, you know it's like not how you finish the race but how you ran it you yeah know? at the end of the race that's that's when we you know we pass on that's the end that's okay but it's it's uh mm-hmm. it's just running the race and it's, it's like, like so if we see every little thing and it's hard to do really hard to do life's hard mm-hmm. but if we if we and we have to be searching for truth and, and, and looking to God. But everything is is steering us for our, our journey and how we're and how we are used to and how we're meant to inspire others or be inspired by others, even in the worst times. And it's mm-hmm. hard to think. I mean, I'm admitting it is very hard, but it is. I'm a living proof of how real this thing is. There, there, there is a God. Mm. This is crazy because how I'm talking to you guys right now makes no sense. Yeah, you know, right. like it shouldn't have been. And, uh, and, uh, but it took me really just letting go down. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and just having faith. You know, faith is, 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 is simple and as complicated as it gets. Mm-hmm. It's so simple that we make it so complicated. I <laughs> That's guess, right. you know, like, like the woman of the well. You know, like if you have enough faith, like really, God wants to remove them. You know, we have to have that faith. You know, if we don't, it's like you know we uh, are kind of uh, stopping ourselves before we even get started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, dude, wow. just being like, and I hope that for those of you listening right now, that you're getting the same vibes the same feelings that i'm feeling because man just just being here with you dallas is like i'm getting i'm like feeling victorious i'm gaining perspective (laughs) like i mean it's crazy like just you just being in your presence and hearing you talk about what you went through and 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 what your perspective is now is like it's life-changing like i am going to go about from this point on the rest of my life differently than I did before I got into this virtual chat room with you, right? It's just insane. <laughs> and 
but to add on that, like how you're saying life's hard, like really this morning I almost messaged you and I said, can we do this another time? Cause I was hurting oh, so man. bad this morning. And I was like, uh, and I was like, I don't think I can do it. You know? And, uh, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to, because I used to be on payments and quitting. I quit that cold turkey. That's the Oof. hardest thing I've ever done. I, yeah, it, 10 days they say it's 10 days no it was like three months of me learning but so now like i found like there's a natural which works it's called freedom but it's like well florida some states don't but it's like tastes like crap but it helps with pain you know uh and like and, and i'm figuring things out but it's like i i was like i don't know if i i was in such bad pain you know and it was like i don't yeah. even know if that's gonna help and uh so like how you're saying, like how you get inspired, it's like every day is still going to be a battle. You know, it's like where I was like, I don't know if I can go on this. And like, I'm even pumped up just talking with you guys. So it's not even that I'm even where I'm like, Hey, you got, I'm, I might want to go running after this, you know, before you do that, before you do that, I, I, I can't not answer i can't have you not answer this question and you won't answer if i don't ask it i need to hear about joe dirt too because i had no idea you were in joe wait dirt what this is the first two. i'm hearing of that i've never seen it but um i i actually yeah, like you go to the first one okay uh, i was gonna say i like joe dirt no offense i mean i was i'm thankful i was in it but uh <laughs> so when the band really wasn't like when I don't know. I, I, some people are like an ask for us to like do cameo or something. So I, I kind of fell into acting, whatever. And I had always like, you know, get on stage. I would be like, you know, I like being entertainer, but you know, I, I struggle with major, uh, social anxiety. I couldn't write a check till I was 20 or 21. Couldn't even go through a drive through. I was too scared. But when I get on stage, I was like something else, you know, whatever. Um, so mm-hmm. I fell into acting where I, I was like, okay, I, I want to do this. And, um, but when I started, I was like, didn't mention, it was like almost, unless you're a huge artist, I didn't mean, you don't mention, you do, I didn't mention I did music or anything because I didn't want it to uh, right. conflict any roles I was getting. So, um, I auditioned for that. Uh, I had to drive down to New Orleans. I was living in Birmingham. And we were on tour at the time, and uh, I got a call, uh, and my agent was like, "Hey, you got a you got a part." And a lot of times they book these things like if unless you're like a major lead role, they do it in advance. But even on that, a lot of the stuff is like the day before. Uh huh. And I was like, I was like, I'm in Canada. I cannot. I'm sorry. So I get back. Um, we're coming through L.A. and they're like. Uh, you got offered another part and they're like, you need to take this or pretty much like a major was like, I don't know if we can help. You know? So I was like, all right. So I booked a red eye out of LA. Uh, and I told the guys in the band, man, I was like, you know, I got some filling singers for the next show. We had a show, uh, and it was like a, a really good show. Well, they all fell through it. That's, they were, the guys were pretty ticked at me because I flew away and then we, we couldn't do the show, but I flew red eye, showed up, uh, got a rental car, went straight to set. I was even wearing my uh, 
tour clothes and I dress, I don't want, I'm, I've just always dressed out or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you look great. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, I'm fine. <laughs> fine cool. You know, this ain't a costume and whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then I filmed that and then I caught a flight right back out and, uh, and did it. But, uh, yeah, incredible. Uh, it was fun. It's, it's weird. Uh, acting is the, it's the most rewarding and the most, uh, now I, it, I see it differently where right now I'm like, I, it's almost like the wizard of Oz. I see behind the curtain mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's like, uh-huh. uh, but before it used to be like so nerve wracking, you know? And then when you finally get a role, it's amazing, you know, uh, where, uh, now I just, you know, I see it all. I'm trying to get back in, I'm getting back into it some, but, uh, nice. yeah, it was fun. It was fun being on set. And, uh, I'm such a, like, I think when we were talking earlier and I'm like, we never really talked that much about you. Cause like I was always shy. So like when I was even on that set, I'm not the guy that like, I never went up, like I was just working. So I didn't go up to like Patrick Warburton, like that, uh, yeah, David or, Spade. Uh, David Spade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I'm right next to him, you know, I'm like, Hey, how's it going guys? Yeah. You know, I was just in work mode. And plus I'm like, I don't want to annoy them. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but you know, uh, you were in Joe dirt too, dude. <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, it's funny, Incredible. but uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, it was it was a it was a good experience. Uh, I I love uh, <laughs> I have a love for uh, acting now. It's just uh, it, it's it's the most stressful and like when you're memorizing a ton of you know that one. I just had a cameo, but it's it's a lot of work, but it's it's very uh, rewarding. If yeah, you, uh, put yourself, but yeah, uh-huh. it was a it was a fun time. And the the funny thing is is uh, sometimes you know people. I've the worst time. One time someone told me they're like, "Hey, you look just like William Defoe," and I'm like, "That sucks." You know, I'm no offense against William Defoe. I love the dude. He's awesome. You know, like amazing awesome. actor. But I'm like, I didn't think I. I don't know if I want to look like him. You know, so like, you know, people say you look like whatever. You know, all the time. You know, like I used to get Doug Dynasty or you know whatever. You know, man, so anything. Just do. It's just you know whatever. I didn't but, know uh, Christopher Walken was in this. Oh, man. He was in the first, but I think he is in the second one a little bit. I, yeah. It's weird because, like, when you're on set and what day you're on, it's just yeah. whoever, who's ever on that day. I know. Uh, but wow. the director who was in the first show, Dirt, and he wrote uh, Grown Ups and done a lot of stuff, Fred Wolf, uh, he yeah. was like, he was like, I'm so happy to have you on set. And he's like, you anyone ever told you like Jim Carrey? And I'm like, never in my life. And he's like, I, I got you because you remind me a lot of Jim Carrey. And I was like, I never had that. It doesn't even make sense to me. But, Actually, like, but he was, he was I the nicest guy though. Kind of see it in your, I can kind of see it now. I, I would have never said that off the cuff, but yeah, it was, it was I didn't get it all, but what a it was cool getting to talk to him because uh, you know this guy has directed so many movies and you know oh, great guy. But uh, um, but yeah, uh, and I actually get on Jim Carrey. I think he talks about a lot of cool things that I see. Actually, that I like you know when like someone's asked him like, "What's your favorite movie?" and he's like, "The one I'm living right, I'm watching right now." You know, yep. and that's even how you know how I view life is. Like, I love that. This is, we're all living a movie. This is awesome. You know, it's like our own yeah. movies, but I know, I know I get on tangents. So That's, sorry. I don't know how I went no, from Joe great. dirt to Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, I, d- next I time did we'll the be Joe talking dirt about thing. laundry. 
<laughs> I do want to be conscious of your time, and if you're if you're down for it, I do have uh, another question. We have a we have a, a community underneath the podcast that kind of supports us, keeps us going, and, and then continues the conversation after the fact. And um, uh, I, I have a question from from one of our inner circle members. That's what we call our our community. And uh, so so I have a question from Ken Zapla, and. Um, he was wondering, and I'm also curious, um, when did you reach the point that you felt you might be able to perform on stage again? And how does it feel? I know you're, you, you kind of talked about how this feels like it, you're, it's your first show, but, but how does it feel to finally be able to do it again? Um, honestly, uh, about a month ago. Wow. Hmm. That's how crazy this all is, is, um, uh, cause I even like, um, my back was so bad. I mean, I know we had been confirmed, but like, I was like, how am I going to do this? Like all this, you know, like, especially with all the pain. Uh, and then we did like some like start and I was like, how my, how's my memory going to be with the, with the short term memory loss. But, um, I mean, I always knew it in the back of my head. It was like, I'm supposed to do this, you know? So it's like, I knew it, but like, as far as like physically knowing it, uh, was when we actually got together for it. Cause, um, like our bass player, he's traveling right now. So like, I won't see him until, um, you know, Sunday, you know, like, and so we all, everyone has kind of like stuff they do. So, uh, but about a, about a month ago or maybe a month and a half, we got together and just to see, and I was like, whoa, hey, it's, I think I'm, you know, it's going to be all right. And you know, I think I'm yeah. going to be able to, but uh, yeah, I mean, cause I had done stuff, you know, like even we have a song that just came out and like part of that, like, you know, we did all that ourselves. And like the first verse I recorded when I was still coming off withdrawn from pain meds mm-hmm. and still, feeling horrible you know and that's why we kept it because like there's a realness in that but uh i didn't think i was gonna play a show yeah i was just more of like i was just being like i want to say thank you to everyone that supported me and also i want to like hopefully people can feel like the uh feel what i kind of went through or something through that that was my whole idea i didn't think about doing a show at all and then it's just kind of like all right, we're up and going. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, January really was the uh, we had started filming a video, and then a piece got like leaked, and then that's kind of how we started talking to, to Furnace Fest. Um, all right, the idea that we were doing a video, and uh, so starting around January, I realized like, all right, I got to start getting ready for this. But I still was like, I'm going to start running, I'm going to do all this, and like, and then I got worse this summer. Uh, so I was like, my, my pain and everything got worse. Uh, and I messed my back up cause I was trying to do more. And that's when I found, went to the pain specialist cause I'm like, I'm not on pain meds anymore. So I went and they got x-rays and they're like, you have atrophy in your back and you have severe arthritis in your spine. And I, I was like, I've always thought it was my brain injury. So I'm like, we just found this out. And I'm like, hopefully, you know, I can get this figured out before we play these shows and they're like no uh, like you get your i i just had my first test shot and then i don't get the second one until november i mean october now i don't get the surgery until november mm-hmm. so it was like even but i was like all right i'm gonna do it and then that's just kind of like how 
I, I always knew God was like, Hey, I wouldn't. And you know, I have some great people that I look up to that are accountability and just people, you know, really help me that are just like, no, you're going to do this. You know, like you, and they're like, I wouldn't be telling you this if I think you were just going to flop, you know, but, uh, it was kind of like people like telling me that and me thinking back ahead, but, Honestly, yeah, about a month and a half ago is when I was like, all right, I I think I can do this. Incredible. That's a great question and a great answer. I, um, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on here, man. It's, yeah, it's been incredible. Uh, we got to run here, but um, I am really I I'm rooting for you, man. Yeah, we are rooting for you, and we'll be praying for you uh, for the shows Thanks, and for man. the tour and. Really, really inspirational stuff. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing. And it means so much that you'd come on even after, you know, waking up today and being ready to yeah. call it quits. I mean, dude, I That's really appreciate awesome it. That's yeah. That's right. The last thing I was saying, so when we first started talking, like, um, I see, like, things, like, for how they are now. It's like, I guess because I don't. I have my eye to God, but like when we first started talking, I think I, I caught COVID again or something. And you're like, I'm praying. And I could just feel in your text. I'm like, you know, when people say things just to say, it, you know, like, Hey, I'm praying for you. And you're like, Oh yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's so awesome. Man, Cause I could tell like you meant everything. And that was so encouraging. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy is, you know, both you guys, you know, but you guys are doing something really amazing. And, uh, you know, I pray and I know that you'll just keep doing it more and blessing because you guys are in the right. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. Your 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 Thanks, hearts man. and your uh, and your your vision is so awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. It's been the best. Yeah. It's been the best time with you. Really appreciate it. Uh, let us know if you ever need anything. If you're listening to this and you're like. I like this guy. Uh, I want to know more about him or his band. Um, we will post um, tags in the caption. Uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster also go back and listen to old Under Oath or current Under Oath. I've been doing it all morning. Um, and uh, check out Dallas Taylor uh, on Instagram. Follow his story. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. Thank you guys so much. It's been it's, This has been a... Uh, Amazing. Oh, yeah. man. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I've loved every second, sure man. This has been a pleasure. Life-changing. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Really? I guess, yeah. So I love you guys, and I thank you for letting me come on. And to everyone watching, uh, love you guys for listening. And, uh, yeah, thanks for, for, for hearing us talk. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Cool. Awesome. Oh man, what uh, <laughs> what an episode! <laughs> so yeah, here you have a guy who lost an eye and gained perspective. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's something, man. Sure. This is. was uh, I. This he was talked special. a lot about vision, actually, mm-hmm. in the yeah. episode. That's right. 
There's so many takeaways that it's hard to even like hone in on one <laughs> to present in this outro. <laughs> I have but one. Like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I have one. I'll start this off. Um, so the thing that stood out to me was he said on the episode that he really wasn't sure that he was going to be able to do this today. And when he said that, I thought back to this morning when I thought I should text him and encourage him to do the episode because I had a feeling that he would find this to be challenging and maybe not want to do it because you never mm -hmm. know what you're getting into with a guest episode on a podcast. That's right. You have no idea mm -hmm. what kind of questions. You have no idea what the tone and pace is going to be like. And so you're walking into this thing that's going to be broadcasted and you don't have a lot of control over it besides what you say. Um, mm -hmm. And so my, my big takeaway was if you are hesitant or concerned or feeling anxious about doing something in life, um, oftentimes what's on the other side of that is a really good thing. And what he... I think what Dallas came to find at the end of the episode was like, man, this was incredible. Like I, I, I liked getting to share my story and have this conversation. And I was really, I think you could say not excited about doing this an hour and a half mm -hmm. ago before we started. Right. And I just yeah. thought, man, how many times in our lives do we do that? Where we are about to do something or we're thinking about doing something and we just get overwhelmed with anxiety or just find it to be intimidating to even start doing that thing. And That's I right. think it's even more prevalent after COVID because there was mm -hmm. all this isolation and staying in your house and now real life kicks back into gear and you're like, I got to leave my house and go mm -hmm. do this thing. And the thought of it is bigger than um, the thing itself. So in other words, mm -hmm. the thought of doing it is scary and the thing itself is actually really not all that bad. And in this case yeah. was was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, for for him, I mean, you know, he he talked a little bit about social anxiety, which mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have experienced in some form or another. Maybe not quite yep. as extreme as as he has, but um, I mean, it's commendable that I know he would push through that. Include, I mean, you know, he was referencing the pain that yeah. he was in and the discomfort, the physical pain, the, the inability to actually come on to a you know a podcast, which is co completely understandable. But in addition to that, just the social anxiety to be able mm -hmm. to you know. Um, talk to, I mean, he's met you before, but I, you know, we've only really talked through email. Right. You know, so uh, talking to a brand new person about something that's deep and personal to him, you know, that's not an easy thing to do. I know. Um, regardless of, of, you know, your struggles. So, yeah, I mean, Dallas, if you're listening, man, I, I so appreciate it more than you know that mm -hmm. you that you came on today and, and had this uh, conversation. And, and I know that our listeners really appreciate it too. So, um so thank you. Yeah, what was your big takeaway? You I think could, there's you bullet down. yeah, there there's something that he said um, actually early on in in the um, conversation, and it's it was like shortly after he was explaining what had happened to him and the amount of pain he was in and how it's affected his life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, he he put a positive spin on it, but ultimately, what what has happened to him has affected his life, his physicality negatively right and he said something that was really cool to hear and it's that he, he said hurt is hurt i thought that was really profound and mm -hmm. and probably something that if you listen to the entire 
conversation. It could be easily swept under the rug and forgotten about. Yeah. But he he slipped it in there, and it's it's really. I mean, I think it's great to be able to hear a story like Dallas's or like Andrew Tkachik's and feel inspired because you're like, oh, I've got it good. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got like, why am I complaining? You know, it's easy to, to take that approach. And that's a good approach. Like if you can benefit in that way and say, all right, I can do this. Right. All right. Like that's that's, that's great. But on the other side of it, like hurt is hurt. Mm-hmm. If you're hurting, like, you know, he was like, well, you know, if I got rejected or, or, you know, lost a job or was brokenhearted. Like it's all, it's feels the same. He said hurt, that hurt in reaction to me saying something, which I think, um, I was trying to, I was trying to, I'm not really sure what it's like to go through what he's <laughs> yeah. been through, especially physically. Right. And so I'm like, I, I, I know that this might not measure up to what you've experienced in her, but in my own way, I, I went through this thing. It wasn't physical. And right. I think for him, he reacted. He said, "Well, hold on a second. Yeah, I've been yeah. through a lot physically, but that doesn't discount the fact that you've been through hurt or trauma yeah. or things that have been challenging." And I, to your point, that is profound. Profound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought. I mean, it just it it hit me because the the spin I typically would typically would take off of this conversation would be, you know, I have nothing to complain about. But mm-hmm. to his point. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can justifiably complain about the pain that you're going through. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're you're experiencing it. It's yeah. You know, it's real to you. Um, and so I think that's that's important to take note of. Like, yes, we want to improve. We want to react in a positive way. Um, we want to set ourselves up for the best uh, possible outcome and have the best response to everything. But at the same time. I don't think it's healthy to just discount your pain mm. because it's not as bad as someone else's. Because right. we do that a lot as Christians. Yeah. It's kind of taught like, you know, it's it's the classic like, you know, um, they're starving kids in third world countries. Mm-hmm. Com- you know, it's like, okay, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should eat all my dinner. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, but but it's also like it's the the more we push off what we feel, Mm-hmm. the less we feel like we can feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the less... Uh, and the less you know, we face things that we need to face, too. We just yeah, kind of live that's in denial right. of it. We, that's correct. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't actually face uh, those, those challenges head on. Instead, we try to make excuses and, mm-hmm. and tell ourselves that what we're feeling isn't, isn't right. You know, mm-hmm. I did that for the longest time. I still do it, but I did it for the longest time uh, when I was facing difficulties that were valid, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I should have faced them with some, you know, uh, understanding for myself, mm-hmm. you know, like let myself get through it. Um, but instead I was, you know, pushing it off. So yeah, I think, um, that was my big takeaway and I okay. think it's just a really good reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, like, I got so much out of this conversation. Um, you know, it was it was probably heavy for some of you, but at the same time, I, I I hope that you got the same sense that I did. That like, he's he his story is victorious. Like, it's mm-hmm. this is like huge. The fact that he's getting up on stage and that in his mind he's experiencing a live performance for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just crazy. I thought about James. Um, one, two through four, I had to look this up. Um, the 
part of it I remembered was consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. And then I, I wasn't too sharp on the rest, but it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I mm. think about what Dallas has been through, and I think even though he is physically disadvantaged in some ways compared to maybe where he was at before, he lost an eye and he has pain every day and parts of his body aren't working the way that they were, uh, I would consider him to be more mature and more complete than mm. what he was before the accident. And I can't think of anything else that matters more than um, the kind of growth that he has had as a result of this. Yeah. That's right. That's right on. And just like even he he ended off our conversation, even like he ended it off in the recording, but then off yeah. camera uh -huh. ended it off encouraging us. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> keep you up know, the good work. You, felt, you guys are doing yeah, good Yeah, you stuff. felt the need to text him this morning and encourage him. Yeah. And here we left off our conversation where mm -hmm. he was encouraging us. Mm -hmm. You know, like, man, what a He's guy. He's leaving a paper trail <laughs> of inspiration. Yeah. That guy is, that guy's doing a good, a good work. Mm -hmm. And I am so stoked along. that he's back on stage and he's going to be playing. If yeah. you're going to Furnace Fest or you're going to see Maylene, um, let us know how it was. I won't be there mm -hmm. to see it. But, For sure. Uh, yeah, actually, gonna, by the time this episode show. airs, it, I think uh, he would have already played. So yes, you're listening to this prior to Furnace Fest happening. Mm -hmm. um, True. And it's actually post, which is kind of crazy. That's but, a good point. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Let us know what you thought of the show and... Um, definitely, you know, go, uh, see what, uh, what Dallas has to say, follow his, uh, his profile. I forget what his actual, um, username is. I looked it up this morning and now I'm, mm -hmm. now it's evading me. Let me see here. Uh, I will find it for you. Matt, why don't you, uh, wrap us up and then I'll plug, uh, All right. Dallas's. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Dallas, for coming on our podcast. We really appreciate your time and your commitment to um, to God and your your transparency in talking about it. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, and we we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you if you're listening to this and um, you uh, are a supporter of ours. You're a part of the inner circle. Thank you so much for your support. If you're interested in becoming um, an inner circle member. You can actually sign up on Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash holyghostnotes, and we have several tiers, the accent, single stroke, double stroke, um, and all of those tiers offer you different um, perks all the way up um, to, the, to the very top, uh, which is the ghost note. And uh, we That's really right. appreciate any support we get. We, we, don't, um, we do not do this for the revenue. Um, we do it because we like having these conversations and we really appreciate you being a part of it. And you can follow us on any and all social medias, um, the Holy Ghost Notes, and, and feel free to share some of your drumming videos to hashtag uh, our name and we'll be sure to find you. That's right. Yeah. Well done. I can't actually get Instagram to work on my laptop right now, so mm -hmm. it's probably at Dallas Taylor or at the Dallas Taylor or something like that, something, mm -hmm. you know, 
that did that doesn't make sense for his name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but search him. Uh, you you might even be able to find him through uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. But either way, look him up. Um, he's got a lot of good things to say, and we referenced a couple posts and videos that he made um, in the episode. So if you're interested in, in um, listening, well, seeing those or, or hearing what he has to say, definitely go check him out and uh, check out Maylene. They just came out with a new song. We teased it, uh, like a clip of it, leading into this outro portion. So go go check him out. Mm-hmm. Good dude. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, thank you yeah. so much, Tim, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you, guys. See you very soon. Peace.